Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, and I am joined, as always, by the TX Andy Man. What's up, buddy? As always, sometimes. As always, sometimes. Yes. Uh, Dito here, man. How about you? I'm I'm doing good. Just hanging out at home. I started a vacation. Uh, so a very timely one, I'm sure. Because yeah. you and Summers, bro, I was going to ask you, how is the summer treating you so far? Uh, it's been bad. Like, super bad. Like, as soon as I start working, like, I go out to start <laughs> delivering mail, I am, like, sweating, like, drenched. Like, like completely drenched for, like, the entire day. Mm. Oh, yeah. dude, I can totally relate, man. In my old age, I, I got that old man sweat now, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... Yeah, dude. I'm like, is it because I'm old? I thought it's because it's humid outside. No, dude. It's the over 40 (laughs) sweat, bro. It's like all the salt and all those, those things that really matter that we didn't feel like, you know, we'd lose it all. And in our, in our youth, we're like, ah, it's fine. You know, just keep on trucking. Not anymore, bro. I have to wash my hat every day because it gets like this salt line around it. That's what I'm saying, man. We're getting, we're getting that old man sweat. (laughs) (laughs) You got to drink your electrolytes, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so work has been crazy, so I'm off now. And, okay. dude, we've decided that we're going to sell our house and we're going to move. Dude, I saw that on Discord, man. That's uh, But for a good reason, right? Because your, yes. little, your little man needs uh, needs more than you guys can provide and more than the school district can provide for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So we homeschool, but for my, my three-year-old, he has um, he needs like physical therapy and speech mm-hmm. therapy and stuff. My three-year-old, he has Down syndrome. So it's really hard to just give him what he needs. So right. we rely on our um, on our city to help. And the school district we live in now is just garbage, not good. Yeah. But we can move just a few miles away, like really mm-hmm. close. And it's one of the best uh, areas for kids like that. So Nice, dude. That's yeah. cool. And so um, it, will it be... Okay, you think you think it'd be good? You have options because here in Austin, yeah. If you move, like if you're trying to, like, it's rough right now, right? Like, the, yeah, <laughs> the market is so high. Yeah, uh, well, that, it'll you know you're not gonna get as much house. We're moving to a smaller city. It's like so I live kind of out in the sticks already. So this place yeah. is even worse. But are you are you saying that your internet woes will will continue? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, here, dude. So we looked in the entire school district. There's only like two houses for sale and one just got sold. So we're, wait, this is going to be a long process, dude. We're not going to find something right away, but there's, so I looked at some of the, well, those houses that were for sale. One of them, I looked up some internet service providers in the area and one of them was like 500 up, 500 down. So I'm like, yes. So, but uh, another Finally. one, another house that I found had like zero service at all, like nothing at all, like <laughs> oh totally gosh. nothing, just satellite. Oh. 
So, <laughs> so I will. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Well, we will hope for the best, Manny. Yeah, we really it's need a fifty. Hey, yeah, it's a fifty-fifty shot right now. Yeah, it's fifty-fifty, <laughs> dude. Let's see how lucky I get. I'll go to Vegas with those odds, bro. <laughs> yes, dude. I I gamble with those odds all the time. All day long. <laughs> yeah, so well, I don't good, know. Man. It's going to be good. a process. So my vacation, us- I'm going to spend it, like, fixing up my house. So a lot yeah. of painting. Well, dude, keep us posted, man. And gardening and stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> so good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's not going to be a restful vacation at all. Ah, uh, well. That's right. Listen, you're 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 a former house builder. This is that's nothing for you. Yeah, yeah, we all got to die sometime. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I always say, dude. Andy, are you ready to talk about some gaming news, buddy? Bro, I I was hoping that we could do that. Let's do it, man. All right, first up, the fan favorite CD Projekt Red is getting the support they need. This is a cool story, nice. Andy. So Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's coming out April 2020. The game is up for pre-order now. And they just tweeted, CG Project Red tweeted out just a couple days ago. They said, did you know every third copy of the digital version of Cyberpunk 2077 for PC so far has been pre-ordered on GOG.com? Thank you for the support. It's breathtaking. That's pretty amazing. If you don't know, GOG.com that is owned by CD Projekt Red, and it's a digital game store. So it's like Steam, mm. it's like Epic or whatever. But what's cool about it is that it's DRM free, like completely, totally, everything they sell, it's fully yours 100% of the time. So with like Steam and Epic, you need their special launcher, and once you have their special launcher, Every time you launch the game, it, it uses your internet connection to phone home to verify that you actually have the rights to use this. So DRM-free mm-hmm. means like, you know, no internet required. It's it's fully yours. So that's why a lot of people are fans of GOG.com. So what this actually mm-hmm. means for CD Projekt Red is that 100% of the money that you use to buy Cyberpunk goes to them. Like all of it. Yeah. And that's that's pretty breathtaking. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So they're 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 they are uh just I guess cutting out the middleman, right? Exactly. Like Steam, yeah. they that's like a seventy thirty split unless right. you do like fifty million or something crazy, then it's eighty yeah. twenty. So they're right. gonna they're gonna hit that. Uh Epic is eighty eight twelve. So, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to use their launcher, and if they go out of business, yeah, like, exactly, whole, so yeah, many, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's super cool, man. Now, uh, my question is mm-hmm. obviously cool that CD Projekt Red gets all the money, but can you? I guess you just go to GOG.com and say, "Ooh, I want to buy Cyberpunk 2077 through this website." Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So it's it's pretty nice. Uh, Yong Yeah on YouTube, he made a, a a video about this this news here, kind of illustrating the fact that they're getting a lot of fan support, and it's a company that mm-hmm. people really really trust. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of other companies like uh, like uh, like Rockstar and EA that just don't have the same type oh. of goodwill that CD Projekt Red does. 
but you know they're in a different class they're like they're mm -hmm. right up there with like digital extremes as yeah. as those companies that people really love and rally Game behind the because they take care yeah. in a way that a lot of these other companies just don't so i yeah, i like okay. this story because it's kind of a, a feel-good happy story that people mm -hmm. are saying you know what we want to support you we want to support your platform and they're doing it so yes yeah man i think it's great and if you have 100%. like if you pre-order the game on steam or epic and you you would say you would rather support cd project red you could cancel your order and just get it from gog it's the Do same it. game and it's actually better because it's drm free so it's yours yeah take it with you that's your little slice of the internet you just bought <laughs> yeah it's totally yours. It's not going to like, they're not going to shut something down. And then all of a sudden you can't access it anymore. So that's, that's right. That's right. Well, cool, man. That, that it dude. And in really, I guess in uh contrast to what, you know, our last few episodes yeah. have focused on, I think this is good. It's good to hear something like this. And I'm glad it's like you said, right. There's only a handful of these companies, but we should spread this information so that folks can, support the people that need to be supported exactly yeah so i i feel good about cd project red i am looking forward to buying cyberpunk and i don't uh i haven't pre-ordered it because i don't know what platform i'm going to play it on well i'll tell you this much man i am the game itself what it is i'm excited for it because you know it looks cool but i don't think that it would have been a game that that I would seek out, right? Yeah. Um, just because those aren't typically games that I that I play a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But my favorite genre of game, heck, my favorite game is a game that I would have never played had you not forced me <laughs> <laughs> to play it. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the cool thing about what we have going. Yeah. Man, is that uh, for me, man? I am. Uh, you know, it's uh, what is it like? Uh, what were those hair replacement commercials? I'm not just the president. I'm, I'm also yeah. a customer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey man, you know, we're on we're both on this podcast, but I am a direct recipient of what our community has to offer. <laughs> so I, I me too, man. I'm uh, I'm excited about supporting uh CD Project Red. Even if I never play the game, man, I am gonna give them my money and buy me a copy. <laughs> I think you'll play it, dude. It looks good. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So like if it is just um because we know it's a single player experience and I don't know if I could pull it off, but I am wanting to rebuild my PC by the time this comes out. So I thought I'm just gonna get it on PC. I'm gonna be playing by myself mm. anyways. Right. But then they have um they have an entire part of their studio that is in develop that is a uh, trying to develop a, a multiplayer aspect of this game. We don't know anything mm -hmm. about it. We don't know if it's even going to be included, mm -hmm. but there's the possibility of there being some kind of multiplayer aspect. And if that's the case, then I'm going to want to get it on Xbox because that's where all my friends are. Right. Yep. Most people mm -hmm. right now in the community are on Xbox. But, um, you know, I should probably try and keep that dream alive. The PC revolution that I've been trying to start for, for like years and years to get all my friends to get PCs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I don't know, maybe this will be the game where it's like, this is where we make our stand. That's right. So, <laughs> You're going to double down on that one. So anyways, that's a total side topic, but yeah, 
If you want to, and if you can, support CD Projekt Red, they're the good guys, right? Alongside with like, you know, digital extremes oh, yeah. and stuff there. Those are people Definitely. we want to support. Absolutely. So speaking of digital extremes, Andy, Warframe. Oh, dude, they are, they are my favorites right they now. Are, dude, Cont I know a continue. lot of people, man. Uh, yeah. Dude, they just hit on Twitch uh, 500 million concurrent views of their Tenocon. So we covered that last week. And this is huge, man, because on Twitch, you know, that's that's where a lot of gamers go to see like information about video games. A lot of people don't even go to YouTube anymore, which is kind of crazy to think about. They just go to Twitch. So on Twitch, half a million people turned in to watch Tenocon. That is a lot of eyeballs. That is a lot of interest yeah. for what's going on with Warframe right now. Yeah, definitely, man. They, uh, they, you know, and, and they're, they're so good about, obviously, right. We're all excited. The community is excited about what they, what they're planning to do, you know, with speculation about Railjack and all that stuff. So of course that, that drove a lot of the viewership, yes. but dude, they're always, they incentivize you logging in and checking the streams out, even their um, dev streams, you know? Yeah. They're always giving, they're, they're like, you know, if you sign in, you know, you'll get a free whatever. And I, and I, I you know, please send us a message posted on the <laughs> on Discord if I'm incorrect, but I'm pretty sure that they give, they gave away uh, Necros Prime if you logged in and watched the, uh, uh, the stream. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it sounds like, oh, well, you know, that's how they padded their numbers. But I, I don't see it that way. I see it like folks are going to tune in and watch anyway. And so these, you know, uh, DE says, you know what? For your time, we're going to give you this, you know, and it's, it, you know, the, the cost of a prime mm -hmm. uh, frame yeah. is not cheap. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, they, they package their, their uh, prime access really well so i mean it costs about the price of a game but you get in-game currency you get boosters you get like so many things not just the actual prime frame itself so for them to give that away to all of those people that tuned in and signed on and watched for however you know long they wanted you to mm -hmm. watch that's not a small amount man that's that's an awesome reward for getting in there and watching it so that's uh that's super cool that they would reward that many people yeah for tuning into that stream. yeah for sure man and mm -hmm. and and the good news that we got right we already oh, talked yeah. about it last week but hey do you want to read the story by pc gamers in heck yeah uh tenacon 2019 has come and gone delivering plenty of new info on what to expect from warframe well, from warframe's next few updates and judging by the viewer counts digital extremes shooter is more popular than ever before during the keynote warframe topped the Twitch charts and became the platform's sixth most concurrently viewed game of 2019. The keynote, I'm sorry, the Tenocon keynote drew 490,000 concurrent viewers across platforms, including 419 viewers of the game on Twitch. That's the biggest broadcast in Warframe history, which, suge which suggests some bright prospects for the game's future. If new updates like the Duviri Paradox, the new Warframe Grendel, and the new War weren't enough to convince you. 
We are continually humbled by the way our players support and grow Tenacon year after year, Community Director Rebecca Ford says in a press release. Our community is the heart and soul of Warframe. They are what inspires and drives us as developers. We're honored to have the opportunity to build the future of Warframe with such a passionate and dedicated community. We do this for our players. And that is the story from PC Gamers N. That is, that's great, man. It is really cool mm -hmm. because it is an old game, kind of, and it's just growing. Like there's something special about a game that just continues to grow traction and to get their people really, really excited about future content. That's really special. Mm -hmm. That's not just like, you know, keeping the light on and giving people just little uh, nuggets here and there. This, mm -hmm. this, uh, Tenocon, I remember Tenocon last year was really cool too. A lot of promises and they delivered on a lot mm -hmm. of that stuff. But I think Warframe for a lot of people is just back. You know, it's just back in a huge way. And like, look at our Discord yeah. community. That is like one of the most busiest channels right now. People yeah, are excited, yeah, man. There's, there's a few, yeah, there's a few uh, of us that uh, returned to the game in a big yeah. way. Um, there's some some new folks that are in there, some new friends that we made. Um, but, uh, but dude, I like, like we said last week, man, it's a game that you can easily pick up and put this, yes. right? Like that's, and it's such a solo a friendly experience in that when once you get all the systems mm -hmm. down and you know what you're doing you don't need to be with friends it is like any any you know um looter shooter sort of community multiplayer mm -hmm. based game more fun with friends sure. obviously but it's not a it's not a requirement you know i mean it's it's such a an easy game to hop in and hop out of so um you know once again for any of you listening, if you're if you're at all on the fence, please, please, please jump in there. It's a good time. Everybody's in there playing. Yeah, and go to uh, gamingadventureclub.com, hit the Discord link, and uh, find some Warframe buddies in there. I think people are playing That's on right. uh, different platforms too, right? I think so. Yeah, there's been a lot of traction in there from uh, from a lot of the, the different platforms. Um, so yeah, I mean, bringing it full circle, right? That mm -hmm. this uh, this uh, their Tenacon, I think, really stirred up a lot of business and good for, for them. sure man hey before we move on andy i need to pick your brain for a second like Ooh, it's let's, it's let's a hear. good game for people who play it because it's easy to jump in and out mm -hmm. at any time you could take a break you come right. back and you know you're not losing anything so that's great but nope. it's warframe is like notoriously hard for people to start mm -hmm. like from the beginning so and it's yes. it's still that way isn't it it is um, it is, they have, they have really, I think, focused a lot of attention on their new player experience. So they're starting to, um, like, you know, the trailer we talked mm -hmm. about last week was sort of a, a first step towards, um, giving context to what it is that you're doing and who you are, you know, cause it's, it went before it was just kind of a really abrupt start in, yeah. and, and they're also, sort of fleshing out or at least they plan on fleshing out uh, a lot of those uh, introductory mechanics and 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 sort of teaching the player how to play the game because there are just so many systems upon systems upon it's six years worth of a game mm, yeah. that they've updated continuously so but like anything right some of the foundational things that they 
kind of put in there uh, are still in there and and so it's there's just a lot of layers now so um, you're absolutely right it's not an easy game to just jump in because it's not very new player mm-hmm. friendly i think that one and monster hunter would yeah. be like my two oh, yeah. you know least new player friendly games for the first time can. yeah yeah you'll definitely need some training wheels and a battle yeah. buddy <laughs> preferably one that yeah. knows what he's so, doing yeah if you're gonna jump into we get to try and jump into warframe and you haven't yet yeah jump over to our discord and um and get some help There's some some good friendly people in there right yeah yeah, even on just the Discord, man. Jump in, ask a question. We'll all point you to the right direction. Uh, post videos, and that goes for any of our yeah, channels, for regardless sure. of the game. So, speaking of space and sci-fi stuff, there's a new sci-fi SPF game that just got announced called Disintegration. So, this story comes from VideoGameChronicles.com or VideoGameChronicle.com. Mm-hmm. And this press release, Andy, do you want to read this press release? And we'll jump into what this disintegration is. Let's let's kind of unpack what this thing is. All right. Videogamechronicle.com. Take Two has announced Disintegration, a new science fiction first-person shooter from developer V1 Interactive, an independent studio co-founded by former Bungie creative director Marcus Leto. This title is set to be unveiled at Gamescom on August 19th and released next year by Take-Two Publishing uh, label Private Division, which was established in 2017 to work with independent developers. According to the announcement, V1 Interactive was founded by the co-creators of Halo and SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs in 2014. Both of those tremendous games. Uh, Based in the Pacific Northwest... It's described as a small and agile studio comprised of AAA veterans and young, hungry talent. The opportunity to create not only a new game, but this entire studio has been exhilarated, exhilarating, said V1 Interactive president and game director Leto. It's, uh, it is great to be able to share what this amazing team has been working on, and we can't wait to introduce this new game that our team is building to the world next month. I I, mm-hmm. I read this story and I got immediately excited. And the reason why is because I, I didn't know much, like I never heard of the studio before, mm-hmm. but I recognized a photo that I saw of, of Mark Leto. And he is, um, because I, I was a big Halo fan, like really big Halo yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. And I recognized him from seeing videos that Bungie had done um, just back in their studio way back then. So I, I looked him up on IMDb, and this is his bio. It reads, Marcus Leto was a principal creative visionary at Blizzard, I'm sorry, <laughs> at Bungie for 15 years, playing a vital role in the, in the conception and development of the critically acclaimed Halo franchise. His proven mastery of multiple facets of game production led him to an extended stay as the studio art director and creative director overseeing and guiding all aspects of game design at Bungie, including the studio's most recent release project, Halo Reach. I love that game. Yes. Well, I've never played it, actually. You're going to play it. Okay. <laughs> Time Magazine named Marcus one of the 100 most influential people in the world 
and his numerous industry awards include prestigious outgoing real-time visuals and a video game from the esteemed visual effects society so that's his imdb bio mm -hmm. so this dude is a big deal yes he's a big deal he is a part of what made halo halo which is super exciting. And to hear that there's going to be a new sci-fi first-person shooter franchise from this studio just really lit a fire under me. I was, I was like, I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to this. So we're not going to know much until Gamescom, which is in August, August 19th. That's like a little over a month away. And they're on their website. They have a small, like less than one minute trailer that just kind of shows like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I dug around on their, their website. There's a few other screenshots and stuff, but we don't really mm -hmm. know a lot. I can't, I can't wait to see it, dude, because like you said, right, his background and then also the fact that their names are attached to two exceptional franchises, right? Like mm -hmm. Halo's still around. Yes. Right? People still play that game. Yeah. It's not part of Bungie anymore, but uh, nonetheless, great lore, great story, great universe. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then SOCOM too, man. Mm -hmm. SOCOM, although, you know, not so much lately, right? Uh, that was in its time, man, like such a uh, revolutionary game, right? And and uh, to see what these minds that, that created uh, these Hall of Fame games uh, yes. can come up with for a new IP mm -hmm. uh, is super exciting, right? Like it sounds, it's almost like... You know, when Destiny was announced, like, ooh, what's it going to be? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you yeah. know, uh, Bungie, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's very similar to that. And like, wow, man, like, this dude is no slouch. The uh, the games that are attached to, you know, these people are exceptional games, yes. man. It's it's just, you know, they, we have the ingredients, Manny. Hopefully it turns out to be <laughs> a delicious meal. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Now, being uh, published by Private Division, that screams to me Epic Game Store exclusive. Oh, yeah. Because of what, you know, Outer Worlds, that's Private yeah. Division. That's uh, right. So whatever. I, I don't care right now. I just want to mm. see what this game is. So we don't right. have long to wait. Yeah. No, well, next month. Yes. In a few weeks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Next month. Dude, this year, dude, we're almost done with 2019. Oh, shut is, up. This is ridiculous. Stop it. But <laughs> speaking of new games, Andy, Amazon. Uh-huh. Amazon Studios. Yes. They're making a Lord of the Rings MMORPG. Now, Manny, remind me, did we talk about this already or were we talking about the fact that Amazon was getting into video games? Well, Amazon has a development studio and they've been mm -hmm. working on games for a long time, actually. Okay. So if, I think since like 2014, something like that. They're working okay. on some other games as well. We did okay. hear of some cancellations from their studio recently. Okay. So that could be why they are right. familiar right now. Mm -hmm, They're mm -hmm. also working on a Lord of the Rings series, like a, um, not like a movie, but like a, gosh, I don't even know what to call them anymore. I can't say television series, right? series yeah, yeah it's, it's series? gonna be on no, prime not, it's not right a it's a prime exclusive yeah. which i am dying to see this is actually not related uh, uh coincidentally oh, okay so that's okay. that's kind of funny but andy do you want to tell us this story from the verge for sure 
Amazon Game Studios has announced its latest project, a Lord of the Rings massively multiplayer online game that Amazon is developing in partnership with Leiu. It's planned as a free-to-play title for both PC and consoles. The title was actually announced last year by Leiu-owned Athlon Games. At the time, Athlon was said to be working with an unnamed partner developer, which was revealed today to be Amazon Game Studios. According to Athlon's announcement last fall, the new MMO is set at a time long before the events of Lord of the Rings, exploring lands, people, and creatures never seen before by fans of the Tolkien universe. That may sound similar to Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings TV series, which is also set to be set in Middle-earth long before J.R.R. Tolkien's main series. According to Amazon, the show and the game are being developed separately and are unrelated projects. There are no details yet regarding when Amazon expects to release the MMO or on which consoles it'll be available, but we're expecting to get more details as development continues. Andy, this is exciting. <laughs> Dude, you slap MMO on anything, Manny's all ears. Dude, it's one of my favorite video game genres ever. And, and uh, one of your favorite uh, universes, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I am love the whole Lord of the Rings universe. I've been through all the books, seen all the movies, and mm -hmm. dude, I love it. I, I love what this series has done to me emotionally in the past. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, feel, oh, dude, I feel an a, attachment. It's a great, it. it's a, it's an awesome universe. Great story. Yeah. Yeah. Thaden on Twitter, he said, This is dangerous for me. I want this so desperately. <laughs> is what he tweeted <laughs> out. Dude, I know the feeling, man. Oh, I, I feel gosh. the same way. That's so funny. So, yeah, I, I just, I'm so excited about this. Like, this is, this is great news to me. And I, I can't yes. wait to see what this actually is. But Andy, an alarm went off when I when I read this part oh, that it, okay. it's a free to play game. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, eh, Minecraft, yes. So it, it's free to play, but there's this huge caveat here. Mm. So this uh, the Leyu Games, they're they're a holding company basically, and mm -hmm. one of their holdings is Digital Extremes. Mm-hmm. So they own Warframe. Warframe's okay. a free-to-play game, right? Totally is. So, well, for some of us, it isn't free-to-play, <laughs> free man. <laughs> so, okay, Andy, I wanted to, yet again, I want to pick your brain. Okay. Tell us a bit about Digital Extremes. Like, how do they make money with Warframe? And maybe this will kind of give us some insight into, like, the potential monetization model for this new game coming up. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, uh, first of all, what you have to keep in mind is that it is a free-to-play game. That It's a triple-A title that's free-to-play. Okay? That's how I would describe it. That being said, um, you know, there are a lot of systems in that game, and I've mentioned it in the past, right? If these systems were in a, like a, you know, $60 game, mm -hmm. we would be screaming bloody murder, right? <laughs> Because you have the timers, right? Like if if I build, let's say, we'll say the big ticket item, right? A Warframe. Yeah. Um, I have to uh, have the resources to build the pieces, right? So there's typically three parts. You just find them in Warframe. game? Yes, you find them in game. That's free. Okay. You find the the blueprints for the, the pieces that you need to make your Warframe, Warframe also in game. Okay. 
separate resource, right? So yeah. I've got I've got the resources, I've got the blueprint, and now I'm going to make these three pieces so that I can then make build my actual Warframe, my suit that I'm going to put on, right? Yes. All of those things, every one of those things has timers associated with them. Okay. Now, a Warframe will take you about 72 hours to make. That's three full days, right? Actual days. Yes. Okay. Or... Uh you can play you can pay platinum to get it immediately that platinum that platinum is in-game currency that costs real money now that being said uh there are there is so much to do in the game and some of the other guys like angel um you know eric Eric is probably the best example of someone who, an angel too. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Um, Alex, Alex is another one. Um, those guys will uh, play the game, farm for everything. They use platinum for some things most of the time, and most of us, right, will pay for the platinum to support DE, right? Such mm-hmm. a great developer. Sure. Um, but they don't use the platinum to rush their their frames. They just, they they you know, okay, three days from now, I'm gonna have this new suit with abilities and all these things that i can that i can use um and they're not reskins they're not just you know shuffled around abilities from other frames they are unique they're its own warframe its own playstyle, its own everything um but in the meantime there's so many other things that i can work on um you know i'm not going to go into great detail about it but point is that's basically i would say how they monetize it they okay. also you know they have um uh prime uh, versions of the Warframes that they can that they sell uh, seasonally, right? Every few months or so, four or six months, um, and you can pay money to get that. They package that with a whole bunch of other extras, so it's well worth the pot the price that you pay. But you don't have to pay it because everything that you get for money, you can get in game for free, including platinum. Because they give you platinum in the beginning. Yeah. Let's say that I'm a player who plays a lot. I have all these extra parts uh, that I'm not going to use, right, for Warframes or weapons or whatever. I can go in the in-game trading market and say, hey, I have this blueprint for a specific frame that someone else needs. I'll sell it to you. You two negotiate the price with, uh, of that with the platinum, the in-game money. And now all of a sudden you have more platinum, right? And so it's like... It's a great system, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's set up uh, awesome so that, and it gives you the ability to play the game without ever spending a dime. And there are all sorts of YouTubers out there that have everything in the game, having never spent a single dime on it. Mm-hmm. Most of them end up, and th- you'll see this, it's a common theme. Uh, you know, I gave uh, DE money because of the product that they gave me, right? And I think what sets. DE apart and hopefully bringing it full circle what will uh, be the case with uh, this Lord of the Rings game is that they invest in giving you an exceptional game which is what Warframe is Yeah, so much so that you as a consumer decide this is incredible man this what they gave me for free is miles ahead of anything that EA or Activision has put out in the last five to ten years and I have to pay them money they gave this to me they gave this to me with the ability for me 
to have the resources necessary to speed the game up for myself should I choose to do that mm, yeah. without spending money, right? Like you don't have to do that. So most people just give them money. They say like, yeah, I'm going to pay. You know, my rule was the price of the game and and um, uh, DLC, right? Yeah. Which, which I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> may or may not have been <laughs> more uh-huh. than that at this point. <laughs> but... Uh, did it's uh hopefully i i think the systems are great um you know in any other game that you might have spent money to or of lesser quality i think these systems might be considered and have been considered predatory sure but de uh builds trust by putting in the work proving their worth to you before they ask you for anything yeah so hopefully that'll be the case with uh, this Lord of the Ring games. And if they're owned by the same company, you know. We'll see. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a part of the quote was uh, the new MMO is set at a time long before the events of the Lord of the Rings, exploring lands, people, and creatures never seen before by fans of the Tolkien universe. So they're taking a bit of creative freedom here, the mm-hmm. the time frame, and the people, the places, the creatures, they're making all that up. And I, I guarantee people who love the Tolkien universe probably already has in mind what they want to see in a game. Mm. So you might have to be a little open-minded when this comes out because, yeah, we're, we're going to see some unexpected stuff as well. So whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I will I will put nice. Black Desert down to play this game. BDO. Yeah. And that's, nice, uh, that's hard to do. So, <laughs> All right, dude. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about Nintendo. Oh, yes. I'm really excited about this. Although, I feel like this isn't going to make you change your position well, on owning a Switch. Well, let's see. Maybe by the end of this conversation, I'll have a, a firm decision about right, uh, my see. Switch future. But they announced the Switch Lite. It is a new mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. It is launching September 20th. 2019 for $199.99 for the low low price for the low low price yeah Andy let's talk about what this thing is okay they're calling it a dedicated handheld mm-hmm. so right away that tells us there's no dock mode so you mean the switch not a switch cannot switch <laughs> <laughs> yes it cannot switch okay. there's no no joy cons okay because mm-hmm. they're permanently attached one solid piece so what do you do when you break your joy con on hey. your uh light yeah <laughs> what do you do when your boys break your joy cons because they discovered Fortnite on your switch <laughs> what do you do manny <laughs> you cry that's right you cry because you don't buy more because those things are expensive yeah but there's uh there's no tv input at all Mm-hmm. So total handheld thing. Yes. It's smaller than the original Switch. Uh, not by a lot, but it is smaller. The screen, the screen yeah. shrinks from 6.2 down to 5.5 inches. I don't think my eyeballs can handle that, Manny. Me neither. My my stinking iPhone is bigger than that. <laughs> my my iPhone <laughs> screen serious? is like six and a half inch screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I just, gosh. I, I, that's actually, crazy. I have... I have a ruler and I have my iPhone. My iPhone is 6.5 inches. So this uh-huh. thing's small, man. Yeah. A still rocking the 720 screen, 720p's. Yes. So the resolution is the same in a smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. But 
improved battery life, up to seven hours of gameplay. So, well, that's good. That is that is one of the issues with uh, with the Switch in its current form. So, yeah, there you go. One plus. It's coming in yellow, gray, or turquoise, so you have some color choices there. But here's a big issue right here: mm. game compatibility. What? This is from their website. Nintendo Switch Lite can play the games in the Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode. Mm. For games that do not support handheld mode, players can wirelessly connect compatible controllers sold separately to Nintendo Switch Lite. If using separate Joy-Con controllers, users will need to have a device to recharge them, such as Joy-Con charging grips. Okay. Little convoluted here, but that kind of sucks. If you there's certain games that you are required to use Joy Cons if you're going to play those games. To find play mode compatibility information for specific games, please refer to the product packaging or Nintendo eShop. Just look for the handheld icon. So that is interesting. So, Andy, not every game is going to just work with the Switch lights if it's not a handheld mode supported game you have to have extra joy cons and you have to have a way to recharge your extra joy cons so that that's kind of crummy but you know they had to make some some changes to actually make this thing even possible yeah so the price it's a hundred bucks less is that good andy is this a good deal are people gonna want this thing man i i look i'm sure Right, I I think a hundred dollars is enough of a difference for for someone uh, maybe to say you know what that's that's good enough for me to jump into this console, right? But I think yeah. it takes away what makes the the Switch special, right? Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think this is something that I would be interested in. I think that. You know, if you're going to buy the Switch for a hundred dollars extra, uh, you get, you know, way more than a hundred dollars worth of value. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Because yeah, yeah. you get, you just all the things that we talked about that that have come up, right? The the screen's a little bit bigger, right? It's still a small screen, but mm-hmm. you know, I think when it, when you're talking about something that size, that's a significant difference. Um, the fact that the Joy-Cons do detach should you need to replace them uh, is another huge deal for me, having lived that experience. Um, and, and then also yeah. the dock, man. I mean, look, admittedly, and I've for those of our regular listeners, they've heard me in the past say what I love about the Switch is that it is portable. I almost want, I almost always play my Switch in the handheld mode. There are yeah. times... Yeah where I, uh, I switch it up to uh, play on my monitor. You know what I mean? Um, so mm-hmm. I love that convenience. So for me, it's worth the extra $100 to just buy um, the um, the normal version of the Switch. Uh, but, you know, man, it's like when we talk about yeah. any other stuff like this, right? You know, digital gaming, digital games and all that stuff. Is I mean, I think it boils down to the reality of the consumer, right? Some consumers might mm-hmm. uh, might say, you know what, that price point is just about uh, right for 
you know, me getting this for my kids or for, you know, whoever. So what do you think? It's interesting. I think there are, there's probably people out there who don't even have TVs who've always wanted to play Breath of the Wild, but 300 plus the price of the game or whatever. And it's like, you know, if there are people who are just only going to play this in the handheld mode and don't care about docking it. Yeah. Hey, why not? You save a hundred bucks. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to sell tons of these because there are, you know, there's a lot of people who will take advantage of just a smaller Mm -hmm. switch, but I don't know there, there, I have seen a lot of people saying, you know, Oh, this is so disappointing, blah, blah, blah. It's not right. for you. If you're disappointed with this, this was not there designed is an option for, you. for you. Yeah. Yeah. This it's yeah. just an option. And uh yeah, so it's cool. I'm not mad. This isn't the switch I've been mm-hmm. waiting for. Uh, but I think this is a, a good skew. I think they're gonna sell a lot of them. Why not, yeah. dude? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, especially if there's a market for it. You know, for those of us who maybe don't see the value in something like this, uh, I'm sure that Nintendo is working on uh, going the other way. Hint, hint, wink, yes. wink, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's this uh, there's this second story, this mm-hmm. last story here from The Verge, and it's about Nintendo's original mm-hmm. Switch and how an upgrade might be coming oh. to it. So from The Verge, Nintendo submitted what's called a Class 2 permission change to the FCC effectively requested to tweak an existing gadget without having to get the whole thing recertified for sale in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's a new chip that they want to add. And this new chip could mean fewer slowdowns, faster load times, longer battery, less heat, or maybe none of it. <laughs> so we don't know. It's just an, it's just an FCC filing mm-hmm. that The Verge is reporting on. But it's not something totally unheard of. Uh, last year, the PlayStation, they did something similar where the PlayStation Pro was actually upgraded some of the hardware. It became a lot uh, quieter. They put a new power supply in there, but they sold it as the exact same SKU. So that's something similar that's happening. So, mm-hmm. I mean, does this kind of nullify the rumors that we've had for the Switch Pro? I don't think so. I think just more parts come available. It's cheaper to just go with the new thing that's being manufactured, whatever Mm -hmm. NVIDIA is pumping out. So just putting this into the current switch is probably just something that needs to happen as things kind of change and supply changes for different parts. So I think this is cool, Mm -hmm. but I don't think this is like, I don't think nobody's going to want to upgrade their switch because it has something new inside, Mm -hmm. a new CPU inside. I don't know. No, I think I think this will just be uh, these the well, probably similar to um, like you mentioned, right? The um, PlayStation uh, example that you gave, but I mean, yeah. for me, it's like it's probably like OG Xbox One versus Xbox One S versus mm, Xbox yeah. One X eventually, right? Like those technological yeah. improvements that they make on the um, on the console yeah. um, that allow it to do. Maybe something a little bit better than the original version, mm-hmm. and, and then. But ultimately, I I think that a Switch Pro will be in our hands before long. It still needs um, to and come. For some of us, yeah, yeah. And for, for some <laughs> for some of us, for, for for some of us, it'll be worth you know upgrading. Uh, I, I probably am not one of those, but I know for you, like that's something that you specifically have been holding out for. So, um, man, yeah, dude, I think. 
I think uh, look, great that they made the 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 Switch Lite version. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think uh, also you know maybe now they can really pour themselves into bringing out that that uh, that high speed version. Yeah, yeah, with all I the peas. Yeah, and that's rumored to be coming sometime this year still. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, I think it'll be great for Nintendo's business. Oh, yeah. They need to sell more consoles. Yep. So we'll see. Hey, they've. That they, should be our tagline. They don't need to. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You caught me off guard there, man. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, man. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to make I was going to make a stupid joke about uh, how many they've sold in Japan. Did they sell more than PlayStation over there? They yes, there. Yeah, well, there you go. That thing's super popular over there. Now they need to break into the West. Yes, but Andy, that's it for the Gaming Adventure Club podcast this week. A lot of really oh, nice. cool stuff going on. So oh, a lot yeah. of new, couple new games to look forward to. So I'm stoked about that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So if you have any feedback for us whatsoever, just go over to the GamingAdventureClub.com website and leave us some feedback there. Follow all of the links, click all of the things, Yes, come hang out with us. Exactly. <laughs> Jump into our Discord, come make some friends. It is not, I repeat, it is not an LFG Discord. That no. is not what this thing is designed for. No. We're a gaming community. Yeah. Where there's like real people with real lives mm-hmm. and we just uh, chat and have a good time. So hey, sometimes, sometimes you might find a group to game up, <laughs> to game yeah, with there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, yeah. like more than anything, it's just a cool place to hang out and talk nerdy video games. Yes. Not me, because I'm too cool for that. Yeah, but. way too cool. <laughs> but yes, you have been officially invited. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported us via Patreon. We really appreciate that. And thank you so much for all of the five-star iTunes reviews we have received. If you have access to iTunes, please go over there and leave us a five-star review. That really, really helps us out. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. 